Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. New Amsterdam Radio starts now. Citizens, how is everyone doing? How is everyone doing? Now, as you know, I like to dabble in the musical arts. Uh, last year, Alone in the Club. Well, do I say last year? Wow, it's been almost two years. What is time? Alone in the Club was my comedy novelty song about the pandemic, and that's been available uh, for almost two years now. Wow. And as the time you listen to this episode, my other comedy song, Money Shuffle, is available out now. That one kind of takes a look at how it is difficult to make ends meet. I guess what I'm saying is music is hard for me. So this is why I was so glad to sit and chat with my guest this afternoon. Stephen Robert uh, kind of walks alive between secular and Christian music and wants to be the bridge. This is why we call this episode In Between, these two spheres of influence in his career. And it was such a delight to really pick his brain on what it means to be a creator and what it means to help other people realize his gift. You're going to enjoy that. Before I get to that, newamsterdam.com, at newamsterdam on Instagram, and at new underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. Well, without any further ado, my chat with Stephen Robert the second. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio. It is I, the mayor, Flobo Boyce, in the mayor's office, hang with those who are thinkers, doers, and creators. And my guest this episode is doing something that I could never do, and that is sing on wax. He does it with such a flair for himself and his creator. Please welcome Stephen Robert to the show. How's it going, man? What's up? What's up, man? Peace to everybody out there. What's going on? First of all, I had the EP, you know, Sound of Heaven. Sound pretty smooth, and I want to know, how do I get my, my voice as smooth as yours? Or is it born with it? Is it training? Is it like back in the day you decide this is the path? How'd it work? You know what, man? What's what's crazy is, man. Uh, thanks for saying that. It's, it's smooth, man. It it uh it feels good to hear someone else say to me that it sounds good. Because honestly, man, for the longest, I didn't think my voice sounded great. Like growing up, you know, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't one of those things where people said, "Oh, man, you you sing so great. You should you should do it professionally." It, it wasn't like that for me. It was more so I kind of just sung around the church, and we just kind of did everything around uh, the church that I grew up in. And uh, over time, like as I got uh, gotten older, I realized yeah. like, okay, I like singing a little more than doing the other things in church or participating mm -hmm. around the church and uh, singing just kind of something that I developed as I gotten older. And I was like, man, I should have been doing this a lot earlier, but I'm glad I'm doing it now. Man, um, you said you like the sound of your voice, and I felt kindred spirits. I hate the sound of my voice. I really do. And it's like, you know what, man? It's, if I can't be silent forever, I'm going to go ahead and try it. Really? But, but you talked about having that background in the church, singing for, mm -hmm. for the church. There, was there a moment where you decided, there was a lightning bolt moment where you go, this could be something I can do professionally? Mm -hmm. Or was it kind of a thing where confidence grew over time? You said, let me try taking the skills I learned mm -hmm. here and applying it to my music. Right, man. I'll tell you, being um, kind of how it started is just kind of being comfortable on a stage, right? And in, in church, you're not really supposed to really call it a stage or entertainment or something like that, but it, it's kind of entertainment. Uh, yeah. So, you know, feeling comfortable on stage was something that my, my dad encouraged me to do. Like, uh, so my parents are pastors. So, my dad had me just doing everything in the church, right? Like, it's, it's like we were part of the 
working in the church as well, even though we weren't getting paid. But, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. uh, you, you know, he would have me sometime introduce him or bring him up. And uh, that's when I got kind of comfortable being on stage, um, did some singing. But I'll tell you, man, the crazy thing is my first kind of stint in, uh, in singing or doing music was not Christian at all. Like, okay, it was, tell me. It wasn't close to, to anything uh, Christian. It was uh, more so R&B, uh, a little rap. It was, um, wasn't too graphic because I still had those church roots, but it wasn't talking anything about God or anything like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I started off doing uh, what's called, you know, it's called secular music whenever you're not course doing anything in the church and you're doing it outside of church church people call it secular so right. that's the music that i started off with and um i enjoyed it but man um i would always stop you know what i mean like i would enjoy doing it but i i would take breaks from it like ah, oh, man should i really be doing this um uh, but since i've started doing it in the christian aspect and really getting to expressing how i feel about god that's when I've been able to be more consistent with it. So I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe music was the route, but this is the way I should be doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, let me pick up on something you were saying, the difference yeah. between Christian music and secular music. Yeah. Now, my parents were uh, Caribbean immigrants, and so okay. the Christian music is different. Obviously, mm -hmm. regionally different, different kind of music. Mm -hmm. And growing up, the same thing. There was music mm -hmm. that we were listening to that didn't have those themes that were considered secular. Mm -hmm. Is it a fence or a wall or a swinging door between these genres. I feel like there's a lot of Christian artists mm -hmm. that can do both, but I also feel there's also some that say, no, I'm gonna stay on one side or the other. What's your take on that? Right. You know what, man, to, to give you the, the answer that I really feel, I would say it's up to that particular person on how they're able to balance the two. Mm -hmm. um, because it is a, a balancing act um, when you're, you know, let's say you're a Christian and you're doing secular music, right? Or um, you're a Christian and you're doing Christian music, but you like secular music. That whole thing is, it's just a complete balance, man. It's just, it's just going to be up to that person because you have some Christians that can uh, listen to secular music, secular music, even um, do and make secular music and still be fine with their relationship with God, right? So yeah. they'll, they'll still pray, they'll still um, you know, ask God for help in their life. They'll still, you know, follow him as best they can. And then, but they just, you know, like all sorts of music, but then you have people that try to do that. And then they'll just fall all the way off from anything Christian. Right. Right. You know, so it's like, um, you know, uh, I felt myself being able to balance it better. Um, and it, balancing it so well to the point where I had to decide like, okay, do I want to do secular music? Do I want to do Christian music? Because I can balance this really well where I'm doing secular music and I'm still a Christian. I'm I'm one yeah. of those people that I'm fine with that balance. Like I can do it and I still know who I am in God. I'm not insecure about it. Um, but I decided to go Christian just because I felt better about the music. Like I felt yeah. better about what I was making. So, yeah. When we have artists, I feel that that walk two different paths, whether it's just their location or their themes or something. There is like it's almost like a, a the same emotion, two sides of a coin. There's like the I'm out after curfew, <laughs> or it just feels right. Did you have any of those moments when you decided I'm gonna try to walk the line between Christian secular music? Um, yeah, I, I would say not this project that I just did, but the project um, before that. I noticed that um, when I was writing, I, I would go to write secular music, but I would end up writing about how I felt about God as opposed to how I felt about a woman or something else, mm -hmm. right? So I just noticed it just kind of naturally happened as I was writing where I'm like, man, this, 
I'm, I'm talking more about God than I'm talking about my love for any uh, human being. And once I got into that, I really, I felt like the music kind of opened up for me a little more. And I, I was able to make uh, music that sounded the way I always wanted it to sound. Yeah. So let's talk about yeah. this. A Sound of Heaven. Mm -hmm. It was an EP mm -hmm. available now wherever you get your music. And you were talking to me before you went live is you actually worked with a backing band. Uh, what was mm -hmm. what was that experience like? I mean, deciding to go in the booth, having the songwriting aspect of it, having live music aspect, walk me through everything. Yeah, man, it, it's something about I mean, something about acoustics, like something about live instrumentation that for an artist, it just takes you to a whole nother level. Like it gets you into really the, the feeling of the music um, mm -hmm. and it really just just opens it up. Uh, and that's how it was for me, man. It's like I started off doing the music just by myself, like doing everything, you know, by myself, you know, uh, finding uh, the music online that I liked, writing to it, recording it, recording it myself, doing everything myself. But, man, when I when I got with the uh, group of guys that I'm working with now, the, the band, when I got with the piano player, a guitarist, a bass, drummer, and we start to really go in and experiment with the music, that's when the ideas just kind of opened up for me. Um, so yeah. I would encourage everyone out there that's like, you're maybe making music at your house, you may be making it you know, in your bedroom, or you may be going to a studio, you're kind of doing it by yourself. I encourage you to like find a band and get them to play the music that you're making because you'll really get to hear you know, where you're going with it and, and you'll develop your sound a little more. And, and your songwriting was all you, no team, solo? Yeah, yeah, just myself. So so I got to ask about inspirations. You know, I know it's kind of a cliche question for things like this, but was it a situation where you had an end goal in mind and worked backwards? Were you influenced by other artists and projects? What was the process on that end? No, good, good question, man. Um, my influences, I would say Robin Thicke was a big influence for me. Uh, he, he's somebody that I, I really enjoyed his music and – he was actually kind of the, uh, the the first, I would say, secular music that I really dived into in my teenage years. Uh, because like before, I would say before age 15, 16, we really weren't allowed to listen to R&B, you know, secular music. My parents, they just they, they weren't on that, man. When we were young, yeah. like eight, nine, 10 and, you know, young kids, you know, they just didn't want any influences that they thought, you know, would uh, would cause us to uh, go away from whatever they were teaching us. So early, we couldn't really listen to anything. So, man, as I got a little bit older, you know, once you get in high school, you start, uh, you know, getting getting into your, your manhood. You start lifting weights a little bit. You start feeling like you're grown. You start wanting to just do what, what you want to do, regardless of what your parents are saying. And, man, I, I would say John Legend and, and Robin Thicke are two guys that I was like, man, I, I like this. Like, this sounds good. This doesn't sound like um, the – gospel music that i was brought up on like i like this even more and you know so i would say they were they were heavy influences for me did you have a favorite track before you answer that because i want to tell you my favorite uh take me back was my favorite uh far and away because uh, it, it, it reminds me of what you're singing a little bit earlier because it, it it does have the surface text if you want to about someone human but you can also think of that beyond i know with no artist likes to answer that question but did the song yeah. sound out for you in this ep yeah, take me take me back, um, man. The thing that that stood out with with that with me is my father always encouraged me to do more up tempo music, mm -hmm. um, whereas I always liked kind of slower 
music, you know what I mean? Kind of like that really slow, kind of old school R&B type of feel. But my father yeah. would encourage me to say, hey, man, that's great. But, you know, start doing some, some up-tempo stuff because you would sound really good on some up-tempo tracks. And Take Me Back um, was a track that I was like, okay, this is what he was talking about. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, okay, all right, this is why he always wanted me to do that because, uh, you know, it's, it does sound good. I, I like it. Uh, how long was the re recording process for this EP? A couple months, weeks? What was the timeline for that? Yeah, man, I, I went into about, a, I would say, a six-month kind of dive into recording. Um, so not not long, but, like, consistently for six months. Like, you know, like yeah. multiple multiple times throughout the week, I'm tweaking the songs, getting them together. So i say about six months for the whole EP. All right, so when was the time where you're like, oh, I'm never getting this done? What is yeah. going on? What was that like? Those those long nights of long sessions. How'd you power yeah. through? No, you definitely hit roadblocks um, where you feel like, like when you're writing songs back to back, sometimes you you have a moment where you're like, did I say that already? It's like, did, like, am, yeah, am yeah. I am I am I writing the same thing? Didn't I just say that in the last <laughs> in the last song? Um, yeah. But you know, the, the best thing to do, like when you when you uh, experience that, is just kind of just get out of your own head. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, if this song is, is because I, I very much feel like the song almost tells you what the word should be. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's like when you listen to a, a song, the words are already in it. It's just, you got to find it. Like the words yeah. are somewhere out there in the atmosphere. You just got to grab it and put it together. So uh, when, when you're thinking about it too much, that's when you can kind of trip yourself up, right? When you're yeah. just thinking way too much. So I, I so I, I definitely had a couple of those moments where I'm like three songs in and I'm like, man, am I saying too much of this, the same thing? Did I use that line before? And then that's when you got to take maybe like a week break and don't write anything. Right. And then right. go back into it the next week. So that, that's what helped me out. Talk to me about that song you did, Conquered All, man. Uh, that mm -hmm. one feels a little bit like, you know, it has a, a more up-tempo song, but definitely a little bit more edgy there. Had a little bit of, yeah. a, of, of, of grit underneath it what was the, the writing behind that what was the thematic ideas behind that okay that one really stuck out for me as well yeah no um man conquered always is a, a great song that i enjoy writing and you know sometimes in this in this christian walk man you're going to be faced with um trials tribulations you know things that are going to like life happens man life happens and sometimes you can feel like and we all feel like this whether you're a christian or not where you feel like, man, like the world is against you, like, like things are yeah. not not working out or, you know, you may get fired from a job. You know, you may have, um, you know, a tough time at school or whatever it is. And what helped me get through like every tough time in my life is just having that. OK, God, it's me and you against everything. Mm -hmm. Having that type of mentality where it's like, OK, I'm not by myself. I'm not alone. Even if I feel like sometimes friends are not around, uh, sometimes I feel like I may not want to talk to my family about certain issues. I always got God with me. Like he's yeah. always here. He's always right here with me. And Conquer It All was a song where I wanted to express that, where it's like, okay, um, God, yeah, you're a God of love and of peace, but you're also a God that can help me, hey, go to war. You know what I mean? Take down <laughs> these um these uh, uh, any type of forces that I feel like are opposing me, you know, any type of uh, bad vibes that I feel like are, are trying to take over, you know, you're a God that also, you know, 
and I'll take a second to, to talk about, man, a lot of people talk about God and Christianity and they just talk about like the love and the peace side of it. But man, there's a whole old Testament of the Bible where God was getting busy, man. Like he was, he was, <laughs> he was getting busy, man. Like he was, he was in the middle of, of wars and helping people win and helping people take over and conquer. And it's like, that's what that song speaks to me. It's like, yeah, God, you're, you're the God of love and of peace and of, you know, warm, fuzzy feelings. Like, yeah, you're that, but you're also the God that can help me to get things done and help me to conquer. So yeah, that, I, I feel you. That song stood out to me too. Yeah, we're talking about the sound of heaven EP. Uh, what was release like, man? I know mm -hmm. artists release an album and it's kind of like childbirth. Like, I don't want to see it. It's done. I'm going to relax. And his other ones are kind of like, oh, I did it. Like, what was the moment where you submit that button to whatever distributor you did? And you're yeah. like, we're done. Walk me through that, man. For me, you know, it was like a feeling of relief that I finally got done. But it yeah. was also a feeling of like, okay, now it's time to really get to work now. Mm -hmm. Because for someone who for someone who writes songs or someone who makes music, this is not just for me, any musician, someone who writes songs, it doesn't necessarily come easy, but you're able to do it. Like that's your gift. That's the thing God has blessed you with. So you're able to do it. The crazy thing is sometimes the hard part is pushing the music because that's, that may not be what you're skilled in. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. you can, you know, you may be able to make the music. You may be able to write the song, play the music, whatever it is, but now getting out here and pushing it, you know, marketing it, put it in the uh, faces of people who, uh, will like the music like that part is sometimes where a lot of musicians stop where a lot of musicians quit and uh, in the past when I was doing um, secular music when I was doing R&B type music that's the part where uh, I struggled with like I struggled with the after release portion where it's okay it's done now how do I get the music out there and um, that's the part where I would stop because I would be like man I really don't have the desire to to push the music. Whereas now, man, once I got into talking about or singing about how I feel about God, my relationship with him, now I feel the, um, I want to say the, the mojo or the energy to want to push the music. You know, it's like, okay, no, the music's great, but I want people to hear this because maybe it's going to help somebody. You know, maybe yeah. it's it's going to get someone through a, a time where uh, they're struggling and they don't, they don't know what to do. So no, I know I got to push it. So, yeah. you know, when to answer your question, man, when I released the music, it was a relief. But it, at the same time, it was like, OK, hey, this is the part where you struggled with before. Hey, this time around, you got a, a, actually a good message. Don't struggle with it this time. Like, get it out there. So, yeah, I, I've heard that artist creativity is kind of like water through a hose. And and if you get that that accelerant, that 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 manager, that platform, mm -hmm. that following could be that mm -hmm. sprinkly everyone kind of needs. So yeah. I hear you. And people could probably listen to this too and totally relate. Like, man, I got this idea, but mm -hmm. how do I get it out there? But one of the cool things about that is being innovative. And you were talking to me before we went live about having virtual performances from songs in the album. Right? That's yeah. kind of fun, right? Being able to go yeah. to a whole new visual space. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Man, that... Man, if I feel like for a musician now, that's that's bigger than ever, man, is having your music online and having it mm -hmm. online um, in a way where it's live and it's kind of like that concert at home type of thing. Um, but, you know, COVID for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <Jamming> out. <laughs> yeah, no, like it's crazy because like COVID, you know, for musicians, for comedians and for anyone who, who does their work on a stage, it was hard on that whole community. It's like, okay, the stages are shut down. The venues are closed. Like, 
what do we do? Um, so, you know, now that things are opening back up, I still feel like there's something there in that virtual at home experience where, you know, you can get on, you know, whatever platform, YouTube, whatever you like, you know, watching or listening to music, but get on there and view your favorite artists in the comfort of your home. I yeah. feel like that's the, that's the space where I feel like my music is going to go to a whole nother level. So that's what we're working on now. So it's like a, like a concert situation or going to go on tour virtually. Like, what does that look like, that, like when people can yeah. interact with that? Yeah. So what we want to start with is like to pre-record it just to make sure that it's right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we don't, yeah. we don't ever want to go out there and um, be too live and, you know, things mess up and you end up, you know, wishing you never did it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you know, it's going to be pre-recorded at first. Um, but as we continue to release different songs from the EP pre-recorded, I think eventually what we'll do is do uh, a live session where, um, maybe there is a, a physical audience there, but people at home can tune in. So uh, we're still working out the kinks, but actually tonight we're doing some uh, pre-recording for the first set of songs. So actually, as soon as I'm done here in a couple hours, I'm going to go meet up with the band. We're going to do like uh, the first stages of the pre-recording. So, yeah. Yeah, that y'all, the craft don't stop. Uh, yeah, so yeah. here's my next question, because it kind of relates to that. What does the day off look like for Stephen Robert? What does Robert do in his day off? Man, you you know, it's crazy. Like on my day off, I, I need to spend time with my wife. Like I got a beautiful wife. I'm I'm pretty newly uh, married. Like I'm still because yeah, thanks, man. Cause still considered uh newly wed, still fresh in the game. So uh man, it's <laughs> it's it's spending spending time with her, definitely. Like us uh she likes to shop, which is not necessarily a good habit, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's taking her out, you know shopping and we'll go get something to eat and we'll just kind of hang out and kind of decompress and i got to kind of turn my mind off from the music sometime and focus on uh, the people that i really care about people that are right in front of me so yeah before i wrap this up man personal question if, if i may yeah. how do you get your skin so clear brother oh, what man. are you doing you, got, you what, in a time machine dude like what i'm looking at my pores like how is he doing it no, tell me, tell me. Man, man you know what what's so crazy man i've tried everything on my face dude like i've i've tried everything because i because i because i always feel like it doesn't look good so like i <laughs> like, I try, like i've tried i've tried everything dude but and i think for me it's it just ends up being like okay i need to drink a lot of water like drinking water and just some basic kind of face soap and that's it when i get too experimental that's when i start breaking out that's when yeah. like i'm like okay i shouldn't have tried that so, well, yeah, if just, you guys can watch the video version of this interview, it is the biggest spokesperson for water I have ever seen. So please, <laughs> please pick up. Oh, Steve Robert, thank you so much for being on the show, man. It's, it's getting yeah. to your mind as a creative and is seeing how your process. People are going to see this and you start going to blow up. How could everyone interact with you, your music? How can they you know, connect with you online? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, definitely follow me on Instagram. It's uh, uh, Stephen Robert the second. Uh, so Stephen Robert and then two capital I's. Uh, so you can follow me on Instagram. Um, the music is wherever uh, streaming is. So whatever you Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you like listening to, just type in Stephen Robert uh, the second. And then lastly, I would say go to my website, um, which is Stephen Robert the second dot com. Keep it real easy. It's just Stephen Robert the second for everything. <laughs> so uh, Stephen Robert the second dot com. But that's where we have like our email list. Where you can uh, where you can get on, uh, put in your email so that when we have uh, shows, when me and the band are coming to your city, uh, you can know when we're coming. 
uh future tours on the horizon sir man we're, we're working on it man we're working on it um so we're starting with the virtual performances but as soon as we're done with those that's when we're gonna get out on the road and make this happen do you have a, like a dream venue you think about something in the mind's eye when you perform up top you know what not not particularly um but my my whole thing is man i just want every show that we do whether it's small or big yeah. to feel big you know what i mean it's like um as artists, we, we always get excited for those big shows. But, man, sometimes it's those small shows where it's just a few people there, but they're really vibing out with the music. It's, it's those shows that sometimes mean the most. So, yeah, I'm excited for the big shows, small shows, everything, man. Got to hit up Steven Robert. Make sure you ask for them and the band in your city because Homeboy's going to be touring. You heard it here first. <laughs> anyway, I'm Sam Radio, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.